Yo, what's going on, bro? Nostris. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday or whenever you're listening to this. It is August 21st, 2020, and this is episode number 457. Yes, 457. I had to think about it just for a split second. Uh, we have a good one for you today. I brought the energy for you. I hope you're uh, feeling energized and ready to you know, love yourself because that's what this episode's about. I'm talking about self care in this episode because, you know, I was just thinking about it today as I was meditating. I was like, you know, there's a lot of people that are living for others and not living for themselves and they're not, not really aware of how to, you know, take care of themselves. I mean, obviously, people know how to wash themselves and brush their teeth and keep their rooms clean but you know there's those things like you know meditation and exercise and other things that I don't think people are really you know they really don't get a grasp of, of why it's important so I'm going to yeah, go over a few of those things that I think are good self-care uh, methods that that I that actually I pretty regularly uh, perform is that the right word for that I don't know that sounds really corny that I said perform but yeah I do them pretty regularly you know so and I feel like I'm I'm really happy, you know, when I do these things. I don't do them all the time. I do them regularly, but I'm not as consistent as I'd like to be. And I I can say that with pride because I know with the, I know that they I say that with pride because I know that what I do works because I feel a lot better when I actually do these things. So we're gonna be talking about my my routine. We're gonna be talking about my self care routine, not my skincare routine. I almost said skincare routine, <laughs> so I had to put that out there. We're talking about like mental health, emotional health, and just how to be happy in general. Not happy as in like you know always running around you know in in a manic mode, but you know more so happy and and, and then just enjoying life, feeling, feeling fulfilled, feeling like you have more to do, but you're happy with where you are. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about that in today's episode. Yes, episode. Number 457 of the TR Expert Talks. True love. Lego! All right, so here we are on Friday. It is a fulfillment Friday. We're going to talk about nothing that has to do with fitness at all. Well, this is what well, we can call classify this as emotional fitness, but we're not talking physical fitness at all today. Uh, today, I want to talk about something that it just kind of it came to me as I was meditating, and I was just thinking about this. Uh, it was like um, something that somebody was talking to me about, and for some reason, it just kind of started resonating with me. Or I, I, I shouldn't say resonating, but it was just one of those things that was like reverberating. I, that's probably a better way to say it in my head as I was as I was meditating, and it was it was this thing, this theme about true love, and I was just thinking about what true love is. You know, like <laughs> I've talked a few times about you know uh, about you know my son. That's definitely definitely true love. That's a guy that I would do anything for, but. In terms of finding someone that you that is not family, what exactly is true love? And I thought about that for a while. And I thought, obviously, the first thing is that you have to have that love for yourself. So I want to talk about that today because a lot of people, I feel like, you know, I mean, obviously, the divorce rates are almost like 70% or something crazy like that. And so, I mean, a lot of people got true love confused, clearly. I was actually also watching an episode. Maybe that's why it kind of came into my head. I was watching an episode of the show called Life in Pieces. And I, I watched the show in pieces. <laughs> but uh, it's an interesting show that has like these little short stories about this, uh, this family. 
it's kind of like Modern Family, but it's a sh- it's a show on Amazon Prime. Anyways, uh, it's a cool show, but I'm on an, the episode that I was watching was about this uh, guy who's kind of like a hopeless romantic or whatnot, and he's uh, about to propose to his uh, his girlfriend to make her his fiance. And I just thought about that as well, like you know, what is true love, and what is it that we think about as love for ourselves, and what keeps us around, you know, and despite issues with uh, with the relationships, because no relationship is easy. So what keeps people around as opposed to not? So as I said, I, I, I thought about this in terms of like true love and uh, the, the, the love that you should have for yourself first. So as I was meditating, I realized that a lot of people, they live for other people besides themselves. You know, people live for what others think about them. Like, for instance, the reason why, like, Lamborghinis you know, even exist and why they can cost $250,000 million is because people drive them so that people can look at them and be impressed by them, right? <laughs> That's why people drive Lamborghinis. They don't drive them just because they're fast cars. They drive them because they want people to be impressed by the fact that they own a Lamborghini. So... People living for anybody but themselves, they're not living a good life. You know what I'm saying? And I've heard, like, somebody was saying the other day, I had said something about that. And somebody was saying, I can't remember where, but they had said to me that you should live for, you should live for yourself unless you're depressed. Then you should try to live for other people. And that's a tough one. I don't know how to tackle that one in just a few a few moments that I try to uh, talk about things on the podcast. I know my podcast episodes aren't lately haven't been lo- much longer than 20 minutes, and I don't think I want to go into that one too much. But that is an interesting topic, you know, to think about depression and how that might me- lead somebody to take their own life. Uh, and the only way that they might not take their own life is because they are living for someone else. So I t- tend to try to think of things before we get to that to that level of crisis, but even so, I think if you're in a level of depression, I've never been that depressed. Uh, I've been pretty sad before, and I felt like probably levels of depression that that are for me considered low. But I think that no matter what, if you can find something to do that'll help you progress, something that'll make you feel good about yourself, whatever that may be. I think that it's important to try to live for yourself somehow. So, I mean, I'm not a, I can't say that I'm a, a, a PhD or a licensed psychotherapist or counselor. You know, I have a, a psychology degree, but I don't have much experience in dealing with people that have uh, severe depression and that are you know, willing to take their own life. So if that is you, I would, I would highly recommend that you uh, seek some help. You know, it's not it's not a big deal to ask for help. I think it's actually quite admirable if you do ask for help. Is if you know that means that you're actually strong enough to realize that there's an that there's a there's an issue going on that needs to be handled. You know, yeah. If you're not doing, if you're not getting help, you're not going to get the you're not going to solve the issue because a lot of times, you know, you might be in a situation where you just can't see the other side. So you always need somebody on the outside to help you out, but. Even so, you mean, if you have somebody helping you out, you still, uh, by asking for help, you're living for yourself. So, uh, yeah, but 
to kind of mitigate that issue, I wanted to talk about, you know, things that I believe are, are, well, more than I believe, but things that I know that I've seen and I've read about, you know, in, in various publications that help people, you know, not get into that level of depression where they might feel like they might end up hurting themselves. So, yeah, meditation is one of those things. As I said, I, I, I thought about this while I was meditating. And, you know, when I meditate, you know, I have a I have a different a few different methods depending on how tired I am. I don't want to I don't want to fall asleep when I meditate. Sometimes I do. But uh, so sometimes I'll have a shorter version, you know, like a 15 minute version of meditation. Sometimes I'll go a little longer and try to get deep in there with a uh, the four phase meditation. But one thing I know that definitely helps out is to kind of is to take some time to just clear your mind of all thoughts if you meditate you can you can really get those things that have been lurking around in there out and it's interesting because as i as i meditate and as i've gotten more experience in meditation you know i I mean i go through my phases sometimes i'll meditate for months straight and then i'll forget and then i'll be done for like you know a couple months (laughs) after that and then i'll pick back up a couple months later when i feel like things are getting overwhelming but no matter how often I meditate, I always feel a little bit of anxiety. I always have a little bit of low-level anxiety. I know that. just That's just my personality. I have a little bit of what's going to happen next. But I, I feel like I get rid of that low-level anxiety. But it's, it's uncomfortable. I have to tell you that to sit with that anxiety and not be able to do anything, I just feel like I have this anxious energy that needs to be released when I'm when I'm meditating you know that's why I'm always so active because I have to get rid of this anxious energy but when I you know force myself to sit with that energy it really like kind of clears my mind because I always have these things in the back of my mind of like what's going to happen next but when I meditate that anxious energy even though it is like really uncomfortable and almost makes it almost feels nauseating especially if I haven't meditated in a while I sit with it and I just feel so much better after I meditate, even if it's just for 15 minutes. So that's something I really highly recommend for for you if you are an anxious type person like I am. Uh, meditation, even though it might feel like it's uh, kind of weird sitting there, it's definitely one of those things that you, it's like an acquired taste like beer or certain wines, you know. You end up feeling a little bit better even though you know, at first it just, it almost feels disgusting. It makes you want to almost like, like I said, almost makes you want to throw up a little bit because you're just not used to dealing with that energy and actually sitting with it. So meditation is a good thing. Another thing that can help you get, get along with that meditation is exercise. Of course, uh, uh, I, I did say earlier, we weren't, we're going to talk too much about exercise, but exercise can actually help you out in dealing with that, like that anticipatory anxiety that you might have with meditation, or in any other kind of situation, unfamiliar situations, I know if you are if you're exercising, you get used to like having that uncomfortable feeling and working through it. So you know if you have a low level anxiety, if you had feel have feelings that make you uncomfortable in certain situations, exercising can actually help you out with that. You know, I've definitely been in certain situations where I could like where I felt a little anxiety and then I think back to a workout that I did that just kicked my butt and I just I mean it's not that the low low anxiety goes away. I mean it's still it's still there, but the fact that I exercised makes me feel like I'm stronger than I'm and I'm able to overcome the anxiety. So that's the thing about like exercise, that's the thing about life in general. When you're doing something fo- positive for yourself, you're gonna feel low low levels of anxiety. You're gonna feel like a little bit anxious you're going to feel like you're unsure of what's going to happen but you got to understand that that's you know if you didn't feel have that feeling then you wouldn't be 
you wouldn't be progressing because that's not how progress works. You don't just kind of fall into progress. You have to intentionally put yourself in a position to progress. So that's why I say that if you are putting yourself in that position to progress, you are going to feel you're going to feel stronger and more empowered. That pa- that feeling of anxiety or nervousness or unsure- uncertainty never goes away, even for the most courageous person. You ne- courage is not necessarily the fact that you eliminate fear. It's definitely not that. Courage is the is you actually being able to withstand fear feel that fear and overcome that fear, meaning that you're going to still have that fear, but now you're strong enough to actually feel that fear, but still proceed. You know, that's like, and that's, you know, that's what exercise helps you do. It helps you feel strong. You lift a load. I mean, it's like metaphorically symbolism. (laughs) That's not a phrase at all, metaphorically symbolism, but yeah, you probably get what I mean though. It's a symbolism for uh, what you're doing to overcome your challenges in life. That's why you exercise. It's like your brain understands that you can do it. So that's how you get stronger. Obviously, you physically get stronger, and that probably helps you when you look at yourself, say, oh, I'm stronger. But, you know, just overcoming challenges, no matter what, consistently. And, you know, obviously, those challenges don't have to be you lifting up 300 pounds, but overcoming challenges and you doing something that you may have not thought you could do beforehand or doing something that makes, your, makes you proud of yourself, that's going to help you in everyday life. It's going to help you overcome things that aren't necessarily related to exercise. Another thing uh, that I was thinking about was just reading and studying and just learning something new. Actually setting the time aside to make yourself better rather than just mindlessly absorbing content. A lot of people, you know, they tell me all the time that like they're so exhausted from their work that when they come home, all they want to do is just mindlessly binge watch TV or mindlessly read like some terrible, I shouldn't say terrible, but just some mindless novel or, you know, some mindless dribble and on uh, that's a book, you know, but there's something to be said about like reading something that actually helps you live your life a little bit better and helps you understand life a little bit better. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a how-to book. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be you learning how to do something new specifically, but it could just be something that helps you gain a new perspective, you know, whether it's like a biography or a good non or a good fi- a fiction book cuz a lot of times even a fiction is a fiction could be really even better than nonfiction in the fact that, you know, if it is written well, it's written based on something that could possibly happen that has maybe not happened. And if it hasn't happened, it has a possibility of happening, happening, or at least for the very minimum, we can see the possibility of it happening based on the sheer fact that it's written so well, you can understand the details and you can understand how you can go from one conclusion to the next. So, not, I mean, fiction is good, too. I mean, it helps you to have become more creative. I mean, there's studies that show that a reading fiction become, helps you become more creative and helps you become a better problem solver. But obviously it has to be, you know, good fiction. If it's garbage fiction, you know, like Fifty Shades, it's probably not, it's probably not as creative. But I don't know. I don't, I'm not familiar with the studies on the Fifty Shades of Grey. But I'm assuming it's probably not as good as something that's like, you know, like a, 
I don't know. I can't even think off the top of my head, but maybe like Pinocchio, that's nonfiction. I don't, I can't, it's just off the top of my head. I, I'm not saying you should read Pinocchio, but just something, there's a book that maybe is based on how we understand the world, but don't necessarily, we can't necessarily verbalize it. You know, we understand certain concepts and stuff and, 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 you know, sometimes we can get together and something might just feel right and we don't understand why it feels right, but we can say, hey, that just, it sounds right and that sounds like it's, it's good. And we can't maybe verbalize why something sounds good and that's why we have those nonfiction stories and that's why we, based, we base our, you know, we base our principles on these, on these stories that we maybe not be, we, we have rules and we have traditions, but I think even in 2020, we still haven't verbalized what we see as our principles or our overarching principles for everybody's way of life. You know, everybody lives it a little bit differently. So that's why we listen to these stories. So and uh, one last thing I just wanted to mention while I was uh, meditating, I, I realized that, you know, a lot of my clients talk about when they're stressed out, they just feel real tense. And I'm sure that happens to you too. And and I think about this because sometimes I'll just be, you know, not even meditating, but I'll just be sitting there, maybe reading, or I'm just sitting there not really doing something that's actively thinking. And I'll realize that I'm like holding my breath. And, you know, I, I call that stress breathing. I don't know if there's an actual word for that, but I think it's worthy to just, you know, touch on that subject real quick. It's important to pay attention to your breathing. You know, are you holding your breath for no reason? You know, I, like I said, I just, I felt that, um, I felt that earlier on today and I just wanted to talk about that. So one thing is like, you know, if, <laughs> you might be holding your breath right now where you're listening to this and you're not even realizing it. But I think it's just important, just like I said, I just want to touch on it real quick. It's important to just think about taking some time every day, just take a, a deep cleansing breath. There's something that just eases you just for a brief moment, make, makes you consciously aware of the fact that you should be breathing a little bit more casually, you know? Like, I can't, I, I can't, I can't even tell you how many times I've just, like, stopped and I've noticed, like, oh, I'm a little tense. And, I, and if it's, you know, if I'm actually consciously focusing on my, on my breath, I, I can ima- only imagine for people that aren't fo- constantly focusing on their breath how tense their, their breathing is. And now that tense breathing actually leads into, you know, other complications that you may not even be aware of, you know, like if you're constantly under stress and you're constantly like getting these shallow breaths and not even giving yourself full oxygen, you know, the full, using your lungs to the fullest capacity, I mean, who knows what that leads to? I mean, you know, you're not using your brain to, to its full capacity then because it's not getting all the oxygen, you're not using your heart to its full capacity, so who knows what that all leads to, but I'm sure that it doesn't lead to anything healthy, so... I mean, these are just really small, really small things that you can do for yourself that help you live a healthier life and not necessarily do they have to be things that you do on a, you know, religiously. But if you're just consciously aware of them, I think that you can live a a lot better life. Obviously, if you do them religiously, you probably live a way better life and you'll be really excited about, you know, your, 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 uh, your possibilities. But I think it just... A lot of people are living this way and they don't even realize it. And if they just turn it just one degree, you know, towards a, you know, a little bit of meditation and exercise and studying and learning something new and just being aware of their breath. 
I know it just sounds really corny and hokey, but I just really feel like, at least for me, this has definitely worked, you know, just doing these things that make you consciously aware of who you are as a human being, as a living creature that is on this planet that has some some sort of value and is, uh, you know, here for a reason, not just to be, you know, you know, stimulated by the outside environment, whether that be negatively or positively. I think we're we're more than just these beings that are you know, like bugs or animals or anything like that. I think we're more than that. You know, the the fact that we are born as human beings. You know, there's studies that show that it was like a 400 trillion to one or something crazy like that. So imagine that that fact that we're just to be human beings. The chances are 400 trillion to one. I mean. You have more of a chance of being, you know, an ant or a fly or a mosquito or, you know, a lot of other things, you know. So at the end of the day, you got to have that appreciation. And with that appreciation, uh, you show it by, you know, living a good life and making sure that you are doing things to make to make your life as as high quality as possible so that not only are you happy with your life, but you have the ability to affect others and maybe improve their lives as well. All right, friend, that does it for my Friday. I really do hope you enjoyed what you listened to. If you did, feel free to share it with your friends. You can copy the link that's on the bottom of the show notes, and you can send it out to people that way. You can take a uh, screenshot and maybe even uh, record, do one of those screen records and have people listen to a couple moments of this episode, and maybe they'll enjoy it from there enough so that they'll subscribe like you're already subscribed, right? <laughs> well, if you're not, feel free to subscribe. It's really easy. You just click a button wherever you are. You, there's a subscribe button, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. There's a way you can subscribe, and it's really easy. So go ahead and do that. Do me a huge favor and uh, write a rating and review as well. Let people know exactly why they should listen to this podcast, because I guarantee you uh, not enough people are listening to this that need to be listening to this. For sure. For sure. For sure. Check you later, friend. And as always, keep good company.